Hi there, everyone. Welcome to the Weekly Wrap. It is the week of the 5th of February 2018. What's in store for you today? Well, we'll have a look at some of the implications of rising bond yields, how this is affecting equities. We'll give you an update on the current earnings season, and we'll also give you an update on our current sector views. Okay, equities took another dip on Friday, particularly in the US, where the fall was more than 2%, the steepest drop we've seen for a couple of years. So what's getting investors concerned? As we have been noting in recent weeks, bond markets have been under increasing pressure, meaning yields are rising, which in turn is now leading to concern amongst equity investors. Why are rising rates potentially a problem for equities? For one, at some point as rates rise, it makes it harder for companies to service their debt, and this begins to bite into their bottom lines. Furthermore, it begins to signal the end of ultra-accommodative rates since the crisis, which again heightens a sense of nervousness, while it also means higher discount rates, also placing pressure on current equity prices. Yields were given a further boost by the latest U.S. labor market report on Friday. While the unemployment rate remains steady at 4.1%, what is drawing attention is the average hourly earnings number, i.e. wage growth, which has now picked up to a cycle high of 2.9%. Wages have been distinctly subdued during this business cycle, and many say this has been an important reason why inflation too has remained subdued. Now with wages showing signs of life, the thinking is that inflation is going to move up as well, again leading to a further move in yields. On the other hand, we should not get too carried away with these jobs data. As the old saying goes, one swallow does not make a summer, i.e. one wage data point does not necessarily point to a wider trend of rising wages. Indeed, these data are very noisy, and looking at longer moving averages, the picture is not as clear-cut that unemployment is finally leading to a spike in wages and thus inflation. Hence, it does appear that we are moving towards the Fed's 2% target, slowly but surely, but inflation is still not set to run away for the time being, also kept low by structural factors such as anchored expectations and technology. So what to do with equities? Well, as we have been advocating for some time now, equities remain supported by a robust fundamental backdrop. While investor sentiment has gotten a little exuberant since the start of the year, meaning short-term pullbacks like on Friday can occur, the underlying fundamentals continue to support equities on a cyclical basis. And speaking of these fundamentals, let's have a look at what corporate earnings are currently telling us. The outlook remains promising. We saw double-digit growth last year on a global level, and we can expect the same this year. Looking at the Q4 earnings season, which is currently ongoing, things look good. Almost half the companies have reported We've seen a beach rate of 80%, so meaning 80% of the companies have surpassed earnings expectations. And these are expectations that are already high. So this is in contrast to a historical average of around 65%. So this shows that companies are really able to deliver currently. Another point to make here is that growth and the ability to surprise is broad-based across sectors, so not just confined to a couple of growth areas. And if we think about it, this broad-based strength makes sense, 
It is essentially a reflection of the strong economic backdrop we have been illustrating in recent months. This backdrop is helping sales growth, while at the same time cost pressures remain relatively subdued. The result is a firm upward trend in earnings. So this is what we mean by the fundamentals, that there are good underlying reasons why equities have performed in recent months and will likely continue to do so going forward, at least over a cyclical horizon. Right, lastly, moving on to our sector views, we have made a recent change. We are bringing down the healthcare sector to neutral. Why? Basically, we are growing tired of the political uncertainty hanging over this sector. There are serious question marks around the viability of Obamacare now, as the Republicans are trying to sabotage it via the back door. On top, midterms in the US are approaching, and this means that the issue of high drug prices is highly likely going to move back to the center of attention. The Democrats will beat this drum, but also, very interestingly, there are signs that the business community is growing sick of high drug prices too. Amazon, Berkshire and JP Morgan have come together now and created a new organization with the aim of lowering health care costs. In other words, there's growing uncertainty around the sector and we prefer to go neutral. Okay, so where to allocate the money? Well, we get more cyclical in our approach and put this capital to work in materials. This is a sector that benefits clearly from an improving global economy, especially the usage of chemicals. At the same time, it tends to perform well towards the end of a business cycle. And there are signs that we are moving towards the latter stages, while materials also give us an hedge against a potential rise in inflation too. China is, of course, also crucial for materials demand, but as we have noted, the Chinese economy remains stable for now, and even some cutting of excess capacity could be beneficial for materials prices as well. So that's our main change for February, that we lift materials at the expense of healthcare. But that's it from me. Have a fantastic week ahead. Please go to nodiaprivatebanking.com slash podcast dash disclaimer to read a legal disclaimer applicable to this podcast. Thank you.